Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. I am really sore. Yeah. I'm dying. Do you want to tell people why you're dying? I'll tell people why you're dying because Scott chose to start a CrossFit challenge. And basically CrossFit is just batshit to me. It's not that it's not going to benefit him or be uh, make you lose weight or get stronger. It's just like to me, I look at that and I'm like, no. You know what they had me doing this morning? No, probably something torturous. That's uh, why I like just lifting weights slowly. 20, 21 smash balls. Those I could do. Tw- those aren't that hard. Then uh, 18 kettle swings. Those I could do. Center kettle swings. No, those I could do. Uh, and then 15 uh, uh, shoulder press. Dumbbell, yeah, dumbbell, start, dumbbell shoulder presses. Tiring. And then 12 renegade rows. What the hell's a renegade row? Renegade row is where you take the same dumbbell, you put them down on the floor, and you do push-ups on them. You pull oh. one up. You pull one up. Well, I couldn't even do you that. You pull your right, right arm up. You pull your left arm up. Yeah, I would and just then collapse. You do it, and then you do a push-up. Um, four sets. And I'm not a fan of the burpee. Well, we start. We were doing yeah, burpees. The burpee the day can go to hell and die. Yeah. So we did four sets of that this morning. I thought I was gonna. The coach Bert, super cool guy, super awesome dude. Um, he said, to "Make sure that you know, you come you come there. You've eaten when you came there, right?" So I had a full breakfast this morning. Yeah, naturally, you did that. <laughs> I nearly threw up. I nearly puked my guts out. Um, so you know, and we talked about it. I'm like, dude, I go, man, I I go, I was getting nauseous while we're doing. He's like, well, how much did you eat? I'm like, well, I, I had, ate all of it. <laughs> I had a huge breakfast, man. I he's ate like, all the breakfast. He's like, no, dude. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I, I said, don't come here on an empty stomach. Which means like get a sports, you know, get a get a drink yeah. in you or get a protein bar, something in you. Just don't come here on an empty stomach. That's when you'll get sick, yeah. right? So, and then well, then, then I, you know, then me and one of the guys in my, that I'm working with in the program, we we went and did um, we lo- we loaded the bars and we did like five sets of five of the front uh, front leg presses, and, and then uh, or I'm sorry, leg leg squats. Mm-hmm. So front 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 squats and rear squats basically Mm -hmm. uh, you know both sides of the bar and that's what really hurt well that's why your legs that's my legs are killing me because i mean i that was just extra he's like it's open gym do what you want i'm like well i'm gonna work on my form with you know my my lifts i'm gonna work on that so we were doing that and that's when i finally just like i'm dying i gotta know you will be sore for the next three days i gotta go back i gotta be there at 5 15 in the morning which is don't wake me up at the time of this recording this was my morning scott woke me up at like 5 15 and I was like, ugh. And then your phone went off at 630. Yeah, my other phone. I His other phone. Yeah. Just some annoying, like, ring. Like, oh, my God. So I had to get up. Then I couldn't fall back asleep. So then the cat comes in. Jenny. Feed me. breakfast. Feed me. Yeah. So yeah. finally I get up. And the first thing I'm greeted by in the kitchen is cat puke. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be Amber. Yeah, this morning it was. I don't think anyone listening would be like, oh, that's the morning I want to do. I want to do that morning. What are you talking about? Shut up. You're not grateful. That no. No. Well, I came You home know what we're sore. grateful for though? Patrick Keller. Oh. Dude. Because we had dude. Patrick Keller on tonight. And it's really weird that when we go to visit the Haunted America Conference, Troy Taylor's Patrick. Troy has Taylor's been there. World Famous Haunted America Conference, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we should get a drop for that or something. We should make something. World so, renowned. Patrick has always been another podcaster that's there. And I've always noticed him because he has a super cool name and it's called The Big Seance. Yeah. And he's got like a great logo and good font. 
because there's so many you people out there. Fonts. I love fonts. Everyone that knows me knows I love fonts. So anyway, I finally last year like walked up to him because he was right next to Karen Dolman's table, the Ouija board queen, and who we've also had in the show. Karen, and Karen's awesome. Karen's really super cool. And so I was right next to Patrick, and then finally like I had the, I don't know, the nerve to overcome my shyness that I have sometimes to say, hi, Patrick, we're ghostly talk. You want to come talk to us? Oh, just over there. And then, you know, I point over there and there's you and Cody just super drunk. <laughs> That's, you can talk to us. That's we us. weren't super drunk at any time well, of the day. I'm just saying. So. He wasn't, Cody, he wasn't giving me a lap dance at that time probably. Well, okay. Well, then when we were going through our list of future guests to have on the show, I thought, you know what? Let's have, that guy was so cool. Let's he was have Patrick super, on. yeah, yeah. So we did have a little bit of technical weirdness a couple of drops on the show yeah, we had some, Patrick we had some might drop funkiness. out here and there but i think you can at least no it's good no, it's good it's you, not, yeah it's you're not fine. gonna be no, like what what is he saying it's only just it's once in a while so yeah there so bear with us we're, we're making the executive call on this one and we think it's we think it's fine to go through into production yeah. so uh yeah a couple of drops um, here and there though and then stupid, we did a swap cast uh, we did a swap cast with patrick for so we're gonna be on his podcast the big seance yes we did so he kind of interviewed cast. us and i think it, they were two totally different conversations well yeah that was way the more most part. Sla- over over on the big seance that was way more of a that was, it was just fun it was fun and then we got weird on this one we got like, stoned on this d- one yeah it's like we got dude. stoned without the use of anything dude so it, it was fun. And then, yeah, yeah. anyway. Tell so, us all about Patrick well, Amber. I was just pretty much told you everything about him. But I tell us more thing, about Patrick Amber. I think the only Amber. thing we didn't mention from his bio is that he, he's an educator. He's a, he's a teacher. He is. He's the host of the Big Science Podcast, and which is a forum for para-nerds, in quotes, to have an open dialogue about all things paranormal. And he's been also a featured podcaster on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie, which I think is a really cool thing that George does. He has other people doing podcasting come on the show and talk to his massive audience about the show they do. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, we did that back in 2005. Yes, 2005. You were on. With George Norrie. With George Norrie. That's when he came to Detroit, though, right? Yeah, that's when he came and to Detroit. You got and in studio. I said, you're not coming to my town without sitting down and having a conversation. Okay. He's like, yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. I'll have, I'd love to have you on my show. I didn't know I didn't know that Norrie did that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, there's a little more about Patrick. He's the founder of the Missouri Spirit Seekers, a paranormal research team. And he's also spent a lot of time experimenting with spirit communication tools and techniques, techniques Mm -hmm. such as EVP. And one of Patrick's passions is cemetery photography and spending hours at a time capturing the natural beauty of the cycle of life and death in a place typically stricken with grief. So enjoy Patrick Keller and our deep dive down our weird rabbit hole with him. Patrick Keller, I want to thank you very, very, very much for spending some time with us here tonight, here on Ghostly Talk. Thank you for joining us. Patrick, how are you tonight? 
I am fabulous. I survived a day of middle school, another day of middle school to be here with you. Oh my and, goodness. And, uh, you know, thanks for inviting me. I hope we nerd out. I survived, uh, my third day of CrossFit to be here. Um, Shut and I'm start- I'd be in the hospital. Yeah. I'm starting <laughs> to question my life choices. Um, because that shit really hurts i mean i'm really in pain right now my legs are killing me i guess if we're sharing i survived sitting in a library today really (laughs) how'd you make it amber i did oh i came out ahead i guess (laughs) (laughs) although we have a couple wild patrons every once in a while so patrick again thank you for joining us um we want we're just going to kind of be all over the map here tonight i think uh which is cool i like that um and one of the things that you've spent a lot of time with which i'm delighted to hear this is evp which everybody in our audience and i know your audience also yeah is very familiar with um you know when did you start i mean to start things off when did you start actually digging into this and diving into it uh evp specifically yeah 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 I, I guess it was probably about the same time that I ex- started experiencing what I've always called my spiritual shift because I didn't grow up uh, a paranormal nerd and into this thing. So I'm really only, you know, 12, 13 years probably into being fascinated with the paranormal and all things spiritual. And so I hit it really hard kind of in the beginning. Yeah. And I, I, couldn't stop reading about it and getting every book about it and watching shows about it and you know the same nerdy ghost shows that everybody else watches but they don't always you know talk about how they are inspired by them but that was the case i think a lot of people are inspired by them i don't mean to go into the weeds already but on that point i've said that a lot i mean they're not i'm not a big supporter of them myself however i do understand and i've said this millions of times before I, I understand where how people would be inspired by that. I think, and I think that's a good thing right there because that's getting more people involved with the field, which I think is a fantastic thing. So they, I think if there's a, uh, a purpose that the TV shows serve, it's that purpose right there. Maybe to get people involved and to start doing some work in this field, you know? Yeah, it, it opened it up for discussion and it started, I feel like uh, Ghost Hunters for sure that first season and you know what it created i've always called it like the paranormal craze and i feel like we're in um you know i feel like it's maybe dying down a little bit but i think for like 15 years or so we have been in this big paranormal craze and i think there there are some side effects with that too yeah uh you know like we could discuss you know the issues with paranormal tourism and and things like that and i've heard you discuss that on your show before oh you listen to this show oh my god oh no (laughs) What was that? Are you scared? Yeah, really scared. (laughs) No, I mean, no, we have talked about that. And, you know, and and especially with paranormal tourism, um, I think we're probably going to agree on this. I've said this this term before where I do believe that people or groups do manufacture haunts. It's it's happened before. I'm not saying everybody does by a long shot right now where people have just taken a building that may look old or somewhat creepy that has no historical ba- you know backstory old or somewhat creepy that has no historical ba- you know backstory of uh you know any type of thing that may constitute what we would consider some type of haunting right uh and they more or less just make it up and there's nothing to back up the story that they tell 
There has to be, you know, you'd think there may be something to back it up, some type of record, city records, whatnot, uh, police records. Uh, and I've seen this a couple of times. Uh, you know, and I mean, I want to be fair with people, but that's one of the things I think with the whole paranormal tourism thing is just, I think anybody can say anything they want and then charge people $50 to go through the door and spend the night in their building, I guess. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I totally get it because I, I am you'll hear. And if anybody spends time listening to my show, I am very bipolar uh, when it comes to any topics in this community, because yeah. I'll judge one thing or I'm skeptic about one thing and then I totally want it to be paranormal on the other side. And I have to say that because I secretly would love to be able to retire 15 years early and get a haunted location and have a haunted airbnb and you know like i think that would be a dream that would be like oh that would be so (laughs) fun to do and i would have my haunted attraction at the same time i'm gonna roll my eyes at it when (laughs) when i see it sometimes at the same time i love visiting all of those things i love you know that's the basic haunted house story i think that's that's the best part of it yeah. Well, yeah. And I was just I was at a concert a couple nights ago and I somehow struck up a conversation with, you know, one of the other people at the show. We were just chatting before the band went on and somehow the paranormal came up. Imagine that. And this young man was talking about the travels he had and how he's went to places and how he kind of, you know, was bummed out because he went there and he didn't get a ghost. That was like kind of the. You know, that was kind of the the line he laid on me, right? That, that idea, like, you know, I didn't really, you know, see anything or experience anything. I'm like, well, you also need to really respect and appreciate, I think, the place you're at, too. If you're in some, you know, really historic place, like I love going to Mansfield Reformatory, for example, in Mansfield, Ohio. And, I mean, I've heard the same thing from people there. And I'm like, man, look where you're at. This place is phenomenal. This is an amazing structure. You may not, you know, come out of here with some picture or some audio or something you would consider anomalous, but you're in a really cool place. And you, I think, you know, you could appreciate that just as much as the, you know, the more paranormal side of things. You follow what I'm saying? Places like the Stanley, for example, or like Belvoir Winery outside of Kansas City. And, you know, when I, I've stayed there for I stayed at the Stanley for five nights and stayed overnight a few times at Belvoir and I never really have much happen because I don't tend to be the person that a lot of things like that happen to me and I'm not very uh, sensitive when it comes to feeling things, uh, paranormal activity, but I get so sucked into the beauty of it and the history of it and then I start Googling it and, and reading about it and, you know, I pretend like I'm back in a certain time period to experience what it would have been, you know, back in the day. I love those things, but yeah, I would love to see the, you know, golden apparition all the time. That would be nice. Yeah. That's everyone's (laughs) dream. You Patrick, you mentioned you haven't been in this field for like super long and that there was a shift in your life. What, what was that shift that brought about you starting to study this, the, the paranormal? Well, it was a combination of, of, you know, one thing we've already talked about. So there was ghost hunters and then it was also 
I believe it was a bargain bin at Borders. Remember Borders? Yes. Bookstore. And it was a book by James Van Prague. And I don't necessarily think that this is just like the greatest book in the world, but it was the first for me. And it was Ghosts Among Us. And I read that and it was so fascinating to, to me and loaned it to my mom. My mom decided to read a Sylvia Brown Everybody roll their eyes real quick. <laughs> Sylvia Brown book. And she loaned that to me. So we started this book trading thing. And so that kind of started a whole bunch of books for me. And so between lots of books about or written by psychics and mediums and the ghost shows and all of a sudden all the paranormal investigation books that I was reading about and, uh, you know, researching as much as I could online. Um, that's what got it started and I hit it really hard. And I tend to do that with things as kind of an OCD type personality. When I have an obsession, all of a sudden I like really jump into it and I don't know how to not do it full speed. And so within two years, I was, um, spending a lot of money and starting a paranormal team with my family and, uh, spending just as much time working on that as I did at my full-time job. And staying up all night looking through evidence and then waking up with almost no sleep to go be with middle <laughs> school children. And <laughs> also other side projects and started blogging. And I kind of hit some paranormal burnout. Uh, yeah, we've been there. There was a while burnout because, yeah, and that's kind of why, like you mentioned DVP earlier, and I kind of bounced off of that topic. But that's okay. I, I I spent so much time with it that, and I got so serious about it and serious about the debate and what's paranormal and what's not and getting your feelings hurt when someone, you know, has a question about your evidence or, you know, judging someone else's evidence. And I finally got to this point where I was like, I can't, um, spend so much time you know, you might spend 10 hours listening to some audio and get a thing that you then tear up for two days. And then I would finally go, eh, you know what? I'm so skeptic about this. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything with it. So then I'm like, wow, that was 10 hours. Yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And, but I mean, in a way, you know, I had no kids and, you know, I've never had too much of a life and I'm kind of a recluse. <laughs> and so... You know, it it gave me, I learned a lot, but I don't do a lot of EVP research anymore. We kind of uh, put the, you know, the, and I've enjoyed the last several years just enjoying the paranormal, just talking about the paranormal. If I go on an investigation, um, you know, it'll be just kind of for fun. Uh, I don't debate really what evidence what is evidence and what is not. I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. And it could be paranormal. Awesome. Moving on. And I, and I just, I try to enjoy it more rather than debate it because you know, nobody all of a sudden next week is going to be like, Oh, we've solved the paranormal or we've proved the paranormal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's been my thing for years now is when I hear people debating about paranormal subjects I I, I scratch my head because I'm like, what are you debating about? You don't know anything. I mean, 
even the most seasoned people, I think, in the field, you know, the most experienced people, even they're the, they'll be the first ones to tell you that, yeah, I've spent a lot of years studying this stuff and doing field research, but I don't have any answers yet either. So what, I'm curious, what, somebody here, you or, you or Amber, tell me what, what are we debating about here? What's the debate about, let's say, ghosts and, and entities? What are we debating about when, when we, we know really nothing about it yet? Well, I think one thing, I mean, it, maybe it makes us smarter, the fact that we discuss it. It keeps us open to it, and it keeps us, you know, our eyes peeled. Um, I think the the more I talk about the paranormal and when I when I know a lot about it or uh, like maybe doing some experiments, those are the times when I, you know, feel like I have a connection or I'll have paranormal experiences in those moments. And I think it's because you're open to it. So that would be one benefit, I guess. But I like I said, I think there's a lot of side effects. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, debating it, that's going to happen until we're all blown up on this planet because that it's religion is a huge part of it. And one person Dog believes path. this, yep. another person believes the other thing. And then they're not even looking at like the cool research, like a parapsychological lab's doing to actually show what some of this stuff is actually, you know, is actually happening with the telepathy or mm -hmm. uh, residual hauntings or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it like, yeah, well, I, mean, I, I don't even think it's religion. You I can't mean, it's not debate even, this. Religion isn't the only thing. I think it's just people's ideas. Well, I mean, that's religion. Just about no. People's I mean, ideology. There's like 800 million people in this field that have written books on this subject that say this is what I think is happening. This is what I think is happening. This is what I think is happening. And that's my that's what the debate is for me. I kind of take the whole religion thing and take it out of the equation. I think people are trying to just understand this, which is great, right? So again, you have. You know, you have this person that has their book. You have this person that has their book that yeah. has their theory in their book. And yeah, but the afterlife is the religion itself is there to show what happens in the afterlife. That's what it's all about. Oh, you know, got to be good. Got to pray. Got to like do your thing with Christianity or any of that for the afterlife. So I'm, I'm just sure saying it, it dictates a lot of people's opinions and yeah. philosophies about the paranormal. I'm and, not saying it's everything. No, and I'm sure there's a handful of there's a lot of books out there that that's a part of what their answer is for what they think a ghost is, right? But not everybody. So I mean, when I say when I'm saying the, the debate about this thing, I'm more directly saying it's one person's idea that they've kind of put together in their own mind against somebody else's idea that they've kind of put together in their own mind. And they're debating over something that they, they're, you have two people now duking it out verbally um, that don't really have any answers. And that's just kind of why I, I'm going back to scratching my head. That's why I'm going back to that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. How can you debate something you don't really know anything about? But that's just, I guess that's the point with that thing. Right, Amber? Sure. <laughs> I mean, does that make sense? <laughs> Look, we're debating right now, and we're going in circles, yeah, so well, we're just going to stop. Well, well <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I, it just makes me, I mean, it's it's one of my biggest issues I have is is this idea that people have, that can sit there and argue about when something. I, and don't I don't even think about. you have to debate this topic. You have to just discuss it. Well, that's what Patrick said. And I, yeah. I, I mean, and that's what I how I feel about yeah. it, is I just enjoy this stuff now, and I enjoy the study, and I enjoy the work, whatever I do, and... Somebody, if somebody has an idea, great, that's cool. I'm not going to have a problem with it. 
I, I just just take it in, I guess. Yeah. So, Patrick, what what made you decide to start a podcast then, after everything, which is a well, lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work, and I over the years I keep telling myself I've got to figure out how to get faster at it and pull back on it, and I. It, it doesn't happen. I just end up putting more time into it. Well, I I started blogging in 2012, and this would have been two years after uh, I started our paranormal team. And because I needed a way to, you know, just express and talk and blab about everything that I was learning and everything that we were doing. And there for a while, I blogged kind of, you know, back in the blog heyday. Uh, once a day, which was a really good way for me to get everything out. And then that got kind of much. <laughs> and so uh, I had already been listening to podcasts, um, I though I didn't listen to that many. My husband got me listening to podcasts in about 2008, and it was Jim Harold's Paranormal okay. Podcast. Yep. Oh, yeah. I listened to religiously and for probably two years. That's probably the only podcast that I listened to. And it ended up being in 2014 that Jim Harold actually did a he had a course for a while on podcasting and uh, actually recommended it to me. And so I took his course and like everything else that I do when I, you know, get inspired on something, I jumped in it really hard. And, you know, within a month or so later, I had a podcast that kind of was just a branch off of my blog. And so, uh, you know, the blog is just kind of given birth to a podcast of the same name. And I've always said that the, my show and my blog is always just kind of a daily trip, kind of like the description that you guys have on your site. It's just like, um, anything that happens in my paranormal world, yeah. Whatever in front of my face. I'm not necessarily searching for things to talk about. It's just whatever nerdy things going on. Exactly. You know? I think that when we brought the show back after since, well, 2009, was it? Yeah, something like And we that. brought it back in 2016 because of Troy Taylor, who uh, begged us to do it. Troy. Yeah. Uh, Troy. So I anyway. No <laughs> I'll tell you about it. So he... um. I, I, we, we wanted to just be able to talk about whatever we wanted. So I know sometimes we'll have shows that aren't there. There has nothing to do with ghosts every once in a while, even though the name is ghostly talk, but that's why I put yeah. the tagline on there just to be like, no, 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 no. We want to well, talk about other stuff too. Well, I mean, even when you're, even when you're cycling through guests, like, you know, we tend to have a lot of guests we talk to again. And this is what we did in the old, during the old show too, is we talked to a lot of people we like talking to people. It was cool. But I mean, even within that, I think a person, I know at least me, and I think anybody who's been a part of this show, uh, you, you get yourself into some, you know, some mindsets, I guess. You know, you, you latch on to an idea, and yeah, I think you spend time, like, trying to, I don't, I don't want to say fit that, trying to fit that idea into what is being presented to you at that time when you're doing the show, but you're kind of, you know, like my thing right now, and I've been saying this, this, this thing a lot on the show is that I, you know, I believe that uh, ghosts or the paranormal or maybe, you you know, well, let's say ghosts and the paranormal and stuff like that. It's a force of nature that we just don't understand. It's, it's outside of our understanding. Maybe right now, you know, or, you know, maybe forever. I don't know. But I've been kind of, you know, riding on that idea. Like, okay, this is, 
this is an interesting way to look at this is maybe it is just another force of nature we don't understand yet. So I've been, a lot of people I've talked to, um, you know, I've been kind of thinking with that in that mindset, I'd say, right? So, you know, you, you can, you kind of get caught up, you know, in those ideas you have all the time. Uh, while I think while we're still, you know, talking to different people about different things, you follow what I'm saying, Patrick? I do, but I'm willing to bet that since you guys, uh, your show goes all the way back to 2002, which is insane, first of all, <laughs> um, I am sure like me, even going back to 2014, I will listen back and hear an old episode and want to cringe and want to delete it <laughs> because I've since changed my mind about a theory or yeah. about my opinion on something. Surely you've, you've had those moments where you've changed your mind since 2000. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's just, you know, I mean. I, I don't necessarily cringe. I think, I mean, it is what it is. That's just how I approach it. I tend, my, my big rule is I don't really listen to anything I ever record anyways. I just don't want to hear my stupid voice. So I don't listen to any of my shows. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there, I'm sure there's been plenty of ideas uh, that if I listen back at some of the, you know, the old shows we did back all those years ago, I'd be like, Oh my God, what, what? I was out of my mind back then. What's wrong with me? Uh, and a, I don't really listen to it. B, the stuff I have heard, it's like, well, yeah, it is a bit cringy, but it is what it is, and it's who I was at the time, and I can't change it now. So I just kind of accept it. You know, I, that's all I can. I, that's all I try to do, at least. I will listen to back to some things and be like, man, he thought he was hot stuff. That's <laughs> annoying. As, oh. if I, as if I'm listening to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> What's, no, the, what's the biggest thing, Patrick, that you think since you've started studying the paranormal and you come in with your your beginning set of beliefs, what, what has changed the most for you in regards to anything, like how you look at a ghost or what you think a UFO is or anything like that? I think I've gotten more skeptic about EVP, even though I still love EVP. Yeah. And I feel like that's the you know, of any tool there is out there or any, um, you know, I, I tend to resonate with EVP more. I think I probably will get more success with that at the same time. Yeah. I think I've gotten harder on the concept of EVP and I think that there's way too many things it could be, but I still will sit there and pray and want it to be paranormal so badly um, so that's one thing that I've kind of changed my mind about, but I will also tell you that when I first started kind of in this paranormal shift, I got so excited. And this is something I've talked about a lot because the fear of dying, not necessarily the fear of dying, but the fear of, you know, I, I've been running, I've been at my just roots. Uh, in my adult life. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I've been kind of, you know, ditching that dogma was really nice when I was reading these books talking about what happens on the other side and um, that, you know, everybody goes to the other side and it's, uh, you know, there's no one sitting there at a gate making you, uh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And that was one of the most comfortable uh best things that came out of the spiritual shift at that time because it relieved so many fears and just kind of questions regarding dogma. And since then, even though I've had that moment, one of my pet peeves is every time I will 
hear a psychic medium, even though I love them. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. When I hear them talk about, well, this is the way it is. And this happens at this moment. And then, you know, I could pick up another book by another psychic medium. And they're like, no, this is what happens at this moment. And I would just like everybody to step back. Even if you're a psychic medium, that is like the greatest medium in the world. How about every now and then throwing in something like, in my opinion, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> in my experience, because this is how I see it, or this is how I interpret it, rather than because some of them get so excited, just tell you this is what happens. And my brain, when I first started reading those things, took that as, you know, that's how it is. And I've since learned that there's so many opinions. So, but for like a year, I was like, okay, I need to be looking for the light and this is going to happen. And then I've got to go here. And then I'm like, wait, there's so many interpretations of it. Why is everybody saying, you know, like hardcore, this is fact, this is how it is. And you can find 50 other mediums who say different things. So that is sometimes frustrating. Well, it just goes right back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. It's, it, it, it's people. And I mean, Having your ideas, that's what it's all about, right? Uh, but there's a lot of ideas out there. And, yeah, no one really knows, I don't think. I mean, maybe even mediums. I mean, I have my own opinions about about mediums, too. Um, do, they, do they truly know what they're, what they're dealing with? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, that's, some, that's something I really – I just thought about it now. Like, does a medium – and, I mean, I've talked to plenty of mediums. And they give me a lot of information, but do they truly know what they're dealing with also? Do they have a, have they mastered it? I guess that's my question for you guys, you Amber. And well, um, with, with like what Patrick's saying that 50 different mediums can all say they know what's going to happen and it's yeah. all 50 different things. And I think if you talk to a lot of people who believe that they have abilities it's how they interpret things. The, the, some of them might say, you know, well, I, I see things in symbols, shapes, color, sounds. I hear things. And if three mediums are given the color blue, like I'm I'm God and I'm going to give them a sign and it's going to be blue. One medium might be like, oh, it's going to hellfire is going to rain down from a blue sky. And then someone looks at blue and they're like, oh, it's going to come from the depths of the water. And then <laughs> someone else is blue and they're like, I, I don't know, blue meth. Everyone's going to die of meth. So it, it's I think a lot of times with these mediums maybe they're not all wrong it's just how they interpret it that creates all these different avenues whether they're right or wrong i don't know i think it's because it's that complicated you know what i mean yeah, does that make yeah, sense yeah 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 and i and i like i said i love psychics and mediums and that is the greatest uh you know that's most of who i talk to on the podcast is well a big chunk of them are psychic mediums but um I really don't. I think there are really, really awesome mediums. And then I think there are a lot of people who have a gift who they're not scamming people. They're not on purpose out to uh, be frauds, but they have every good intention and they have a great heart, but they just don't have what some other mediums have. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep, I, I, think, I, I think agree. There's a lot of that. Yep. out there a lot of spiritual people who are want they have wonderful energy and they've got a little intuition yep i, think I you can hunt. develop yep. it i think you can get better but i don't think everybody's a, a slam dunk for 
being just that absolute. No, no. it's awesome it, yeah. It's like artists, you know, you, some people can draw a stick figure. Some can draw like something pretty decent, like that has proportionate face. And then you have Leonardo da Vinci and like not everybody, just because you can draw something decent will ever have the talent to be like Leonardo da Vinci or anything like that. So it's yeah. just, it's no matter what type of art we're looking at in life, mediumship or art itself. I don't know. It's yeah. It's and like, yeah. I've, I've met a lot of people mediums that I, I agree with Patrick that like they're so sweet and they're not sitting there charging people thousands of dollars but you know they they tell you a message and you're like oh that's, <laughs> that's not right but you know you just like give them a hug and say thanks and and that's that Probably. you know I feel a little guilty because I'm like oh man I really badly wanted to tell them oh my gosh you're right yeah. on yeah <laughs> yeah figure out how to save face and be like oh, okay thank you for the message that isn't really accurate yeah yeah no, been there yeah <laughs> well you know we've been dancing around the evp thing we've we've talked about it uh, we've kind of touched on it and we kind of just moved to other things here you've done some you've done some work with you, you i mean obviously you've done some evp work with the interest you have in that um and this was several years back um and you were inspired by sarah estep which is fantastic I mean, i'm a huge fan also um, and they were communicating, they were communicating with you through raps. Am I correct on that? That's old Patrick? school. Am, am, yeah, am, that is old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it also happens to be a, a time period where I was reading a lot about the Fox sister yeah, too. Yeah. What makes that situation so interesting. It was really only, well, I guess I'll back up. I inspired by Sarah Estep, like you said, and the Association Trans Communication or AAEVP, which she started. Yep, yep. I jumped into in the summer, you know, a teacher summer. I had some time. I jumped into a, a pretty intensive two weeks and I set it up and I spent probably at least, gosh, if I remember, at least three, four hours a day on it for two weeks. And kind of had the same routine every single day and recorded in my home. It's not that I thought that my home was haunted. It was a fairly new structure. I just, uh, you know, I felt like I still feel like you could get EVP anywhere. So I didn't have a lot of luck for the first week and a half. I maybe had a few questionable things for a thing or um, but I learned a lot about EVP in that two-week experiment, like using multiple recorders and also using a video camera so you can see what's going on if you question something and things like that. But it was on the 13th session, so almost the end of it. I was kind of down a little bit. I was kind of bummed out. I had spent so much time and felt like I didn't have a lot to show for it. And um, I got a few knocks. Or now I listen back to it and I mean, I'm calling them knocks, but I'm like, get real child. Those were taps. Those were <laughs> but I, I heard some taps. And so, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. And so I start communicating with it and trying to get verification. And, uh, and, and I felt, I still feel like I had some pretty valid communication with what I called my rapper, my spirit rapper. And you can hear me in the audio. 
Erling out on this rapper. And, and my response is, it still cracks me up and it's kind of embarrassing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> because I'm like blown away by these raps in the room. And, and, you know, everybody knows their house and they know when different knocks and taps happen. Like it, and this was in my last home. So in my last home, I know that when one of us would take a shower, you would have to wait for 30 minutes before you did any kind of recording because, you know, there's always going to be knocking and thumping kind of in the walls, the pipes cool yeah. down, whatever. Yeah. Well, everybody kind of knows their home and this is, did not happen on the regular. And I had a ton of tapping or knocking coming from all over the house, seemingly in response to questions. And I eventually shut it down and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. You rock. I'm going to be here again tomorrow. Try to come back. And I did get some, I think it was the, that last night, that next night, I think I did get some more. And then I think like a week later, I tried again and got the wrapper and that was it. And so um, I blogged a lot about it. I have all of the, the audio clips in a blog and I've also podcasted about it. And I just, I just think it's really cool. You know, is it going to knock you over the head hearing a, a huge loud knock? No. However, they're just way too consistent. And, and it just, I could, I could feel like something might have been with me. I don't know if it was the spirit of Sarah Estep or if I was chilling with the Fox sisters, even though they're supposed to be frauds. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but it, it felt pretty cool. And, you know, like I said, that was in my f- former house and, I, I haven't ever gotten anything like that again. But of course, I don't do a lot of EVP experimenting a now, lot either. In regards to this, and I, maybe I missed a piece of it, but you were hearing this with your naked ears, or were yes. you hearing this on the recording? Yeah. Okay, so you were this wasn't on the recordings you were playing back. You were hearing this with your. I mean, and it's that's what your how you described it alluded to that. But I want to be clear. So right. You, so it, I, I mean, I, it, it's not really EVP that I was getting at that point, but it, this is what came out of the EVP, EVP sessions that I was doing. So, yeah, I, I heard what also was recorded on the EVP. Okay. This, this seems fitting, but I was doing cemetery tours this weekend and a couple came up to me and they didn't know the term EVP. And I feel like they came up with something new and cute and it just fits kind of hearing like these phantom sounds, but they called it an audio apparition. I loved it. An audio apparition. Yeah. I was like, that's you guys not knowing what you were talking about just came up with a great term. I don't know how that hasn't been. (laughs) How? I don't know. I don't know how that hasn't been. Because to me, that's like what Patrick just said. You know, it's this phantom sound. It's not being played back on a recording. It's an audio apparition. Trademark. Trademark. Don't take it. (laughs) <laughs> so I get the URL right now. Gank that URL down. You know no one's got it yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look it up in a second. Um, well, I've always said that. Uh, you know, I think probably spirits, depending on who you are, uh, they can't. Like you know, everybody likes to categorize hauntings. Like one of my pet peeves is also the shadow, shadow man or the shadow figure, figure, and how you know if you see a dark shadow figure then it's it's demonic or oh that kind yeah of like what that is so dorky like how do you know that your aunt edna just it, the only way she can muster up something is that that's it you yep. know, and you're and you're calling her a demonic or whatever and maybe for some people how they can you know their 
talent on the other side is going to be communicating with you through sound or with their voice. And maybe someone, maybe someone has the ability to knock on a wall and that's what they've figured out. And so that's the only way they can do it. And then plus you have to figure on the fact that all of us as humans interpret things differently and we have Mm -hmm. stronger sense and weaker sense. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much involved in it. So many variables. Well, I mean, just the fact, I mean, on their side, let's say, and I've talked to people about this. I mean, the idea of mustering up enough, up, uh, mustering up enough energy to do something. And from what I understand, I mean, the consensus on that one from, from people is this idea that it takes uh, a, a gargantuan amount of energy to try to even like say something like even on a recorder for people like, you know, the idea is like there are spirits, there are people who have passed on, whatever you want to call them, that have um, that are that are actively involved with these projects. They are waiting for people to put a beacon out there for them so they can communicate with us from the other side. However, it requires a lot of energy. So they have to save that energy up or they have to build that energy. And I I mean, now we're getting way out there. I don't know how they do that. Uh, But maybe just to say yes, the word yes or the word no, or maybe to knock on something, rap on something, make a sound like that, like a rapping sound like you were saying. That, from what I understand, requires a lot of energy to do that, um, and that's maybe why it's maybe why a lot of EVPs we do here are are at best quick phrases or just single words because they can't say a paragraph for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wish they could, right. but they can't. They can't do that. I don't think. Well, and think about how I mean, much. Can you oh, imagine? Go ahead. Being- I'm sorry, Amber. Keep no, going. no, 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 no. Go ahead, Patrick. I was just going to say, can you imagine being uh, so frustrated because <laughs> as a spirit for two weeks, you are working your ass off <laughs> just trying to say hello. Yeah. Or, or like just trying to say I'm fine. <laughs> and you finally got a knock through. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> or something, And people are like, oh, please. That was a breath. Or yeah. That was the, the <laughs> that was the furnace. Well, it's it's. Just as you were saying that, it, it got me thinking on this line of this line of thought. Though. I mean, as, with an engineer's background, um, there's a lot of stuff that we do that require lots of time, right? I mean, the, we'll, we'll do things that require lots of time to build something up. And really, the output is something very rudimentary. It is something like, oh, look, it can say the word yes now. Like I was saying before, <laughs> and we spent and we and I've worked on projects where and with things where, yeah, the end result is not very exciting, <laughs> but it's something you spend a lot of time with. And you also spend a lot of time debugging things and also problem solving. So you're also going through a trial and error session where you're failing over and over again, trying to get it right. So I imagine this is a problem that may be on the other side that they're trying to solve, too. You know, and this is stuff that I've talked to people about in the past too. Is they're on the they're on the other side trying to solve this problem of communication, also just like we are, and they're trying their ways, and we're trying our ways, and maybe one day, maybe, and I and that could not ever happen too. Is this idea where 
Maybe we finally find the sweet spot between each other, and that's where there there is that two way communication that I think everybody's looking for with this with 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 EVP or or ITC specifically. Right. I think I find it fascinating the idea that Sarah Estep talked about and, and several other uh, way smarter people than I have talked about that there are stations, you know, the different stations on the other side yeah. and, and kind of scientists on the other side or researchers on the other side. Exactly. And, and that they're working on trying to set up communication. And I don't know that that's true. I still kind of don't know what I feel about that, but I want it to be true. And I think it's really awesome. <laughs> well, and that's assuming that, you know, you, you believe, obviously we believe that, that, you know, something happens to you. Something happens to you after you after you pass on, of course, right? Uh, and that your soul does move on somewhere. I mean, I'm just kind of using rudimentary terms here, but that's assuming that we go somewhere else after this heavy existence we have here. That is maybe not much different as far as how we interact with with each other as people. Uh, but maybe it's just a different environment. Maybe maybe there isn't the heaviness. I said, you know, we. Uh, we've talked about that a lot in the past where, um, you know, we live in this very heavy, heavy world where we gravity, everything is very heavy. Everything just falls. It's gravity. And maybe one of the big differences uh, will we notice when we, if we pass on is where we go, we don't really have that, that weight on us anymore. Maybe, but maybe everything else outside of that is not much different than it is here. And you have people that ask questions. You have people that are curious. So that's where we get, you get that idea of people setting up stations. So it's, it's people that are into science, no different than they are into science here on this side of existence. Let's say you, you follow what I, what I mean. I do. I think that would be, uh, I, I would love to think that the people that we trusted to give us answers in the last you know, 200 years and some of the earliest science scientists. And, uh, you know, I hope they're over there helping us improve on this side, you know, by continuing to share their knowledge and anything they've learned since then, you know, I would, I would think you would learn quite a bit once you cross over to the other side. And yeah. I don't know if there are different realms and different levels, but, yeah, help us out, yo, from the other side. <laughs> it would work. Well, no, it's it, and it, it would it that's it's going on that same idea I said before. I mean, it's assuming this idea that you do carry your likeness, your being, who you are into that next level of existence, let's say. Right? Right. Uh it's assuming that happens. Or 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 like or you know, I hate that I would really not like this very much, or it's this other idea that you know no you do it you do around here and then you hit the reset button and you do it again with reincarnation i guess right uh or the idea yeah, that yeah. you keep you keep hitting the reset button until you do it right well it, okay so i mean some people may have lived 500 times over already right and they're trying to get their get their game right before they can go where who the hell knows right so there's a million ways to look at it i do like the idea between us patrick that yeah you do just move on from where you're at with whatever mistakes you may have behind you, hopefully you've learned from, and your likeness goes with you. And of course, yeah, some of the greater minds, they're doing the same thing they're doing over there that they were doing here in this heavier, more dense existence. I, I like that idea a lot. I really hope that's how it, how it works. <laughs> I hope. 
Yeah, I don't know about you two, but I kind of, and maybe this says a lot about me, but I would kind of rather stab my face off twice than <laughs> go through a life again. You know, <laughs> yeah. once, I've, once I've gotten there. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Oh, let's do it again. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of reincarnation. I, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm not a doubter, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back. Like people are like, oh, I miss school. I want to be back in high school. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't even. Maybe college a little bit because I kind of like that. But I, yeah. that's a whole different. I mean, I think. But you wouldn't even know you were doing it all over again. Being nostalgic about about 10, 15, 20 years ago and being nostalgic about your entire life into the afterlife are two different things, I think, though. Uh, and, yeah, maybe some I, – I personally, I think I – think, you know what? And here's the thing, though, too. I mean, I'm going to state this idea, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll reference back to what I said. I think people live this life, and I think we can all agree here that – it isn't always easy. There's things you got to deal with. There's there's things that are painful. You deal with things that aren't fair. There's a lot of bad stuff you got to deal with, at least in this heavy existence we're we're part of now. But if if we have this idea that we we um, want to move to somewhere, <coughs> excuse me, where our likeness comes with us, it seems like to me it would be the same type of formula on the other side too. Maybe there are some differences, but you may still have those same hardships and them, those same pains. And you may lose loved ones in that other, on the other side that you, you do here. Maybe they, you know, maybe they ascend somewhere else. Maybe there's somewhere else we can go from that, from the other side that we don't know anything about right now. Maybe you, you develop relationships uh, on that side of existence and then those people leave and then you're sad they're gone like your sad people are gone here when they pass away when they when they leave us here so you, it may not be much different than what 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 we deal with in this existence and that to me I think kind of gates I think most people's idea is well I just you know I can I'll be dead soon and everything will be just fine well how do you know that it may not be much different <laughs> wherever you go. Uh, that, that's just, you know, kind of riffing on an idea that, because I said earlier, like it may not be much different on the other side than it is here. Does that make sense, guys? Because I'm, I'm just kind of going off the whim here right now. Yeah, I, I just hope that uh, I get better when, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but don't you have parts of yourself that really annoy the hell out of you? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think everybody has, uh, you know, parts about them where they're like, man, if I have to, to deal with having this forever, like, I hope that if, if I, if there is an eternity of this wonderful afterlife that I don't have those annoying parts of me, you know, that I've, I've, I've improved and I've got a more perfect me on the other side because i can live with that yeah uh, you know some of the you know the things you tell yourself in your head you know we're 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 just as mean or more mean than other people are to us sometimes and doubt and and um you know just annoying things about us that we have to live with the live with ourselves <laughs> it seems to me that yeah and i and i agree there's a, there's a lot that annoys the hell out of me about myself um, but I think the idea of this is to get better and better in all ways. I mean, that's just kind of, I think that's, a, 
I think most successful people, I'll tell you that, that I, they're always trying to improve whatever growth points or areas they're in. So what that, what I think that is, is that is just a continuous process, though. Um, I don't, I, again, we're just talking about ideas here, Patrick, right? Um, right. What if you, I mean, yeah, you go over to the other side and it's like, well, maybe things are different over there. So maybe the problems you had that you consider problems with yourself over here may not be problems over there. Instead, you have a whole new set of problems, or maybe you've mastered those things that, that, that drove you nuts about yourself on this side of existence. Um, so you get over there and it's like, well, again, different environment. Well, here's some new things about myself that I have to, I have to work on now. So it seems like to me, the point is, is it just, you're always tuning your game. Right. I don't think anybody ever, even in just just this life we lead, we're leaving, we're leading right now. All of us. I don't think any of us have gotten it right. We all have something about us that needs to be worked on. I guess at least, if not for ourselves, for others. Right. So it seems like you're always tuning your game, and maybe that's that's how it works on the other side too. That there'll be a whole new set of issues and principles you have to deal with. That now you have to figure that out, and it's going to drive you nuts for however many years you're over there. <laughs> I don't know. We're, I mean, it's again; these are all just ideas. I think know. there are probably many classes to take when we get over there. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> and certifications too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, or is it just is it, or is it just another living process? You leave here, you get reborn over there. You grow up, you, you you live your life, you maybe get a career, I don't, you know, you do the things you do over here, and you die. And then you go on to the next level, like I was saying before. So maybe when you're saying you take a lot of classes, well, yeah, when you're growing up, you take a ton of classes. Or may, or is it just this idea where you just kind of sideload in there as an adult or as your present self, and they say, okay. So you need, you need to learn how the rules work around here. We're going to train you and teach you about this. Those are two interesting ways, or, or is it just reliving? I don't know. It's just I'm just throwing ideas out there. If that's <laughs> the case, do you think we ever are reborn like on another planet in another galaxy? I think that's a possibility. Dude. Because I, I want to believe it is. <laughs> well, is that? It'd be awesome. I want to uh, be like. In the Pallades. I want to be a Pallades. Well, then that, then that basically says that, at least to me, that if that's the case, we're not, we're, well, I mean, another planet for us would be a whole long way away, right? Um, but it seems like that would be in the, well, I, I dude. You your brain, are, your brain's stopping. No, you guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit's killing you. I don't usually get this deep i'm kind of Im impressed with myself <laughs> well i mean let's think about this though for a second i'm going to try to keep going here and I, i'm going to melt down anytime now but um so you're you die on this planet we're on planet earth the blue green ball rolling around in the solar system i'm taking notes all right and <laughs> and and we die and we're reborn on another planet let's say 50 gazillion miles away. I mean, yeah, it don't sure, matter. Sure. It, planet. Kazoo. Planet Kazoo. Yep. Planet Kazoo. <laughs> um, and we're born there and we go through the same life cycle we, we go here. That seems like, okay, 
to me, I guess the idea of that, and this is what I'm trying not to melt down on, is that means that we have different dimensions within the universe we live in, I guess. Right? I mean, we would be, you go so far, it's like that episode of Star Trek when they messed the motors up, Star Trek Next Generation, where they messed the motors up on the, on the, on the, the, the Enterprise and they went so damn fast that they went like 50 gazillion light years away. They didn't even know where the hell they were at, right? They were so far out, they, they may, may, may as well have been in a different dimension. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking melting I'm down here. here. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, but it's an interesting idea, Patrick. It's a super interesting idea. Because that, that to me just, like I said, it says to me that within our universe that we consider our universe, places that we could actually go to if we had the time and the means to do it, the equipment to do it, that's supposed to be in within this idea that it's our existence, the same existence that we have here. If let's just say Planet Kazoo was uh, was of similar, what you got it, you're saying it wrong. How do I say it? Kazoo, Kazoo, Planet <laughs> Kazoo. So, um, let's say Planet. Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> let's say Planet Kazoo. I can't do that. Is a, is a very similar planet to Earth, if not the same. <laughs> it's a, it's the same planet as Earth, right? Same atmosphere, same environment, same everything. So you're reborn there. It seems like you're just being reborn in the same universe. You're not really going to what we, what I guess what my idea is another dimension or the other side or whatever you want to call it. I, I, what are your thoughts on that, Patrick? You, you proposed that. I want to hear what you have to say about that. I And I might have even gotten this. There's, I'm not going to remember what medium it was. And, I'm, and I don't know if it was from a book book or if i just heard them speak but uh one of them says that as we reincarnate to different lives we're not always humans and sometimes we're animals and sometimes we're uh on different planets and each planet has their own heaven or other side that has the same makeup you know like uh, our other side, let's say, right. imagine, or Earth is just, you know, right here. You just can't see it. It's just a, an Earth version of the other side. And when we go to another planet, there's, you know, uh, Kazoo, let's say, <laughs> has their own other side that looks like it just in the ether you know well judging you know going I by think that's what happens yes i think i'm going to confirm <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what happens i'm going to go ahead and go on the record that's well, how it works well and we have to get reincarnated if reincarnation exists we have to get we have to go out to other planets because think about how much life has come and gone on this planet there wouldn't be enough bodies for it i mean it would be insane well, Straight up for real. Yeah. Yes, that. Especially if we can go backward into animals. And maybe, well, maybe that's the reason that maybe there's people that say, there's a lot of people that go on the records that say things like, we should not be trying to travel in space. We shouldn't Ooh, be trying to go. I want to. So we, we shouldn't be trying to go so, so, so far. I mean, and people, I think, say that for a reason because based on this idea right here. Um, 
maybe if we had the means someday to go so far out, we may just bump into heaven. We, may, I mean, and I shouldn't say the word heaven. That kind of, but bumped in. I mean, that's what some people's ideas would be. They're like, well, maybe you you're going to travel so far that you actually reach, you know, the ether or what or heaven. I'll just say that too. That's just it's one idea at least. Um, some people say that you know that's the reason we can't get that far or that the universe is such a mystery to us uh, and we only get to see it through telescopes, which, you know, that's only so much information you can get from that. So maybe that's the reason we can't travel or we don't have the means yet to travel um, that far out to see things because it could be just what you're talking about, Patrick. It could be this idea that, well, no, you're not supposed to be here. This is where you go when you die. You you, you came here... (laughs) You, you you found a loophole in the system, Jerko. Come on now. Um, you, you can't do that. Maybe that's why we're. it's so difficult. Or, you know, it's, it's well, it's extremely difficult to, to travel just outside of our solar system. It's like the end of Interstellar when Matthew McConaughey is oh, stuck in the bookcase. We're going to do another movie reference. No. Or I do well. a TV show reference. You're doing a movie reference. <laughs> It just reminded me of that. He's, that wasn't the bookcase. That well, was an intense, ridiculous that, yeah. scene. I mean, yeah. that was mind blowing. They called the tesseract. That was the actual name for that. It was a tesseract yeah. he was in. Um, and that, and that, yeah, it was intense because that thing was supposed to represent every outcome of that situation that could happen. I. That's what I've read. Is that Tesseract was supposed to, because it was, you saw him fall into that thing and it was like mil, just all these different little configurations everywhere. And it was supposed to represent every outcome of what could happen in that situation. And he somehow found the right one, I guess, with gravity and love. It's all we need. It gravity, was love. gravity and love. Like, That's the answer. It's That's love. the solution. If he accidentally fell in kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> The, whole, the movie would have turned out so much differently. It would have been a, a big bummer. That's part that's the, two. That's the only that's the only duff line in that movie. That movie to me, it literally, I mean, Amber mentions that because that's probably one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years. And there's the only duff line in the film that kind of made me chuckle a little bit because the rest of the time I'm crying my eyes out about the last halfway through the film. Um, but there's one duff line that's in the Tesseract where the robot, which was Tors or something like I forgot his name, um, he come down there and he's like, I figured it out or something like that. And the robot's like, what did you figure out? He's like, it's gravity. You know, and he's like, well, what's gravity? And it's, he's like, well, love, you know, it, it's love. We got to use gravity and, you know, and love obviously is what makes him do what he does. That's what love is in that, in that, in that theme. Uh, but the robot's like, well, so what do we do now? He's like, what we came here to do, try and save the world, which I was kind of like, I kind of got pinky in the brain of my head. In, the, in reverse for some reason in that situation. Hmm. But he just kind of <laughs> laid that line out there. And I was just, the way Matthew McConaughey kind of delivered that line, it was very cartoonish, I think. <laughs> it made me, it just makes me laugh every time I see it. But yeah, that 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 scene, that Tesseract is pretty intense as far as ideas. It's like, duh, what what do you think we're going to do? Order a pizza? <laughs> yeah. We're saving the world. We're saving the world, exactly. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm going back to that. That's the reason that we can't travel, that it's not easy for us to travel very, very far distances. Physically, as who we are right now, there's a lot of theories on how we can do it, but none of it's ever been put into practice yet, right? So it could be this idea that we just aren't meant to go that far. 
because we may run into something we don't want to run into. Well, and what you're saying also makes me think of near-death experiences. Uh, when you were saying, you said something about, hey, you're not supposed to be here, go back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I immediately thought of a lot of people have the experience and then, you know, they get there and they're feeling such awesome energy and, you know, they're seeing the light and they're like, yes, I see all my family members and they're here and I'm not in pain and this is awesome. And then all of a sudden you're stopped by someone and saying, you're not done on earth. You have to go back. You know, it's like, this was an accident. You're not supposed to be here. Just kidding. You'll get your ticket later. Turn around and go back home. You have stuff to do. You can't, you and you're not back to work and you can't yeah. even visit just turn around and get the hell out of here we don't want you seeing anything everybody's hiding behind curtains and stuff <laughs> i can just picture all these people like what are you doing here <laughs> it's like the equivalent of walking everybody on the other side then has their password yeah. <laughs> so the equivalent of walking in on somebody in the bathroom that's that's how i that's how i see the ship coming up and how, how people would respond to people if something like that was to happen uh, you know, goofing around, yeah, joking around, all jokes aside, uh, I think that's kind of the idea with that thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm really burnt. You guys really cooked me tonight. What, what are we doing here? Well, I'm in pain. I am just, I'm just that good. Yeah, I'm, Patrick I'm did this. Scared. You're that good, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm an intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, well, now we want to thank you so much for uh, talking to us tonight. Um, this has been phenomenal. Uh, we do appreciate you taking the time to come chat with us and love to talk to you again, Patrick. Yes. Thank you. And I can't wait to see you again at uh, maybe the haunted America conference. We'll, we'll be, there be there next there. year. Yeah. We're going to be there flying the colors uh, again next year. So that's going to be a definite for sure. Awesome. Well, it's been an honor to be on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ghostly talk. <laughs> Did you ever